We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Again, check them out this week 12 where we've got our baller contest back. It's $200,000 total prize pool, $20K going to first place, $10 entry. And remember, you can now mass multi-enter on Yahoo and you can do it using our lineup HQ tool over on rotogrinders.com. Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast, week 12. Dean here, Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, usual suspects as well. Uh, batting first is one Travis Mango and the big loser from last week. We're going to do something a little different, by the way. We're going to open up with tweets or consequences because myself and Grant are super, super giddy. We cannot wait to talk about it. Uh, Mangone, are you? We, we talked about a pre-show. We kind of told you this is the best. We've peaked. We feel like we've peaked. It's not going to get any better. So I assume you're excited. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you guys overhyped this thing. Like you guys talked about this thing last week. Like you guys have really built this thing up. Uh, you know, it's it's built up like your I don't know, like like it's Andre Blatch. You know what I mean? Like this this is a terrible uh, Andre Blatch. I thought of he had a lot of hype. Andre Blatch. I don't know. It sounds like I just thought of like a bust. I guess Ryan Leaf would do the better one, but uh, and and you know we're watching the Jamarcus right now, Russell. So. Yeah, Jamarcus yeah. Russell. That's a good one too. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see how this thing goes. What's up, Grant? Are we excited about Week Twelve? Oh, I'm excited about this tweet. Everything else is just irrelevant. 
So if somebody happens to be, Grant, what are the odds? We have a new, we have a new listener this week, right? Sure. Well, what do we do on the Absolutely Epic Early, Early Week podcast? What are we even talking about here as far as just tweets? So, I mean, at the end of the podcast, we kind of make a bet and whoever, based on this week's slate with players, whoever loses it has to tweet something out of the other person's choosing and they are not allowed to respond to it. And so last week's loser, who was that? Was that you? It was not me, no. It was, I think it was somebody else in this podcast. Well, there's only one, one other person on the podcast, so I guess it was oh. me. The Andre Blatt's truther. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Mangone had to tweet out that he had unfortunately failed six times in No Nut November and had to wash his sheets twice. <laughs> yeah, well, that was an old one. So what's the – is am I tweeting the same thing again? No. Oh, no, you, you, you're saying you – no, know, we got to properly prep you for the tweet. Uh, by the way, just so you all know, this is not the last podcast you listen to, of course, in DFS. It's the per- first podcast you listen to in DFS because we're looking – it's a, it's a first-look podcast. We're looking at week 12 as far as what's going down. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday night right after Monday Night Football. Or actually, I think Monday Night Football is still going down, if I'm not mistaken. I got basketball on in the background. Of course, we don't focus on the Thursday night game. We don't focus on the Sunday night game. Well, I shouldn't say that because Yahoo are a sponsor of the show. They do, uh, they do include the Sunday night game, which happens to be one Travis Van Gogh's Packers against San Francisco. Uh, games we are throwing out and not talking about. I have a list in front of me. Yeah, Indianapolis and Houston, that's on Thursday night, not talking about it. And Monday night, Baltimore and the Rams, not talking about that one either. Um, oh, yeah, I'm fully tilted, guys. Maybe it's just me. Uh, bad job for red zone, man. Go nine games on the early slate and two at four o'clock. What's going on here? We can't make this work any better. I mean, don't blame the red zone, man. This is the NFL's fault. Like they, they do this on purpose because they want all eyes on the quote unquote 425 primetime game. I mean, that's what they want. Well, they're in cahoots. <laughs> we understand red zone and NFL are their partners. Yeah, I mean, maybe the I don't Dean. The whole point is the NFL makes the schedule. It's not like the red zone makes the schedule. I know it's like the same thing, but it's like it's not like they're like okay, we're catering everything to the red zone. Like the majority of the people, sadly, still watch the NFL by watching you know the main CBS and Fox. Like we're actually in a major, minority watching yeah. the red zone. We're in our bubble. I just feel bad for Chris uh, Chris Hansen, who's got to, like, you know, he's got to cut. There's no commercials on Red Zone, so he's got to, like, kill time. Uh, oh, the host, of course, on Red Zone. You just, you just called him Chris, dude. His name is Scott. Don't Scott Hansen. My man. Oh, do you know who Chris Hansen is, Mango? Uh, yeah, for, I, I do know. Who is that? Uh, who I'm is blanking. Chris Hansen? That's a, yeah. I've heard the name, but I'm, I'm blanking right now. Scott Hansen is E-Scott, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, but I think Chris Hansen was on To Catch a Predator. Oh, okay. That was a show that was on years ago. Is that still on, Mango? I don't know. I think it, I think he has a new one, like Chris Hansen. And, I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, but it's 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 Scott Hansen is the NFL Red Zone guy. Dude. Nonetheless, I don't really know why we even, why are we even talking about this, Grant. I don't know. I'd say we get to the tweet. Grant, uh, what is the setup here as far as the tweet that Mangone's got to fire out there? Because uh, it's a little bit different this week because it's a – it's an audio. It's an audio tweet. It's an audio and video tweet. Audio and video. Yeah, and this is so the, the tricky part, of course. This is a podcast, Grant. So we're gonna like play it over your phone, and of course, you know, Mangone's gonna put this out there in the Twitter machine as well, and we'll add some words to it as well, give it some color. But uh, Grant, is there anything left? Mangone, how do you feel right now? You're prepping. It's like, wait a second. It's an audio clip. It's is a video. Is this an uh, is this an audio video clip of me? Nope, you'll see in a second here. You okay. you ready for it? Have you seen my nanny cam in your room? Oh, I, mean, I just creeped out. Like I mean, like uh, what's going on here? But uh, so what are you I'm, what are you thinking right now, Mango? I don't. I I have no idea what's going on. So I'm just I'm just bracing myself because I didn't know this could be. And you guys threw a fastball to me. You said it wasn't. Yeah, a, yeah. Said, well, it here, wasn't hold on. Deal, it wasn't a big deal. Here's a curveball. 
<laughs> see what you did there. But this is a football contest. You a cut podcast. Uh, you you ready for it? Uh, by the way, this video include. Should I tell him who includes, or he, nah, he'll figure it out? All right. No, he'll figure it All out. All right, everyone. Sorry for the bad audio quality. Again, I'm playing this for my cell phone, uh, just because we wanted to be on there. You can check out the actual video. Um, at Travis Mangone. Is that your Twitter? Yes, at Travis Mangone. Give me yeah, get those followers, followers the up, likes, yeah. the tweet. Feel free to retweet it. You know, check out my sharp side article. I'll be tweeting out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah no one cares about just, what First thing you notice about, you just want to just get this. Only thing that matters is the video. So, you ready, Trav? Yeah, go for it. Travis Mangone. Travis Mangone. Why does that name sound so familiar? Maybe because your suspicious screen name is Bone Mangone 69? Very, very, very predator-like. Anyway, Chris Hansen here of Hansen versus Predators and to catch a predator. Listen, I have come across an NFL podcast called Absolutely Epic Early Week Predator, I mean podcast. Hmm? And I understand, Travis, that you lost a fantasy football bet. Not good. Some of the folks around you think you're a chalk donkey. Hmm? Well, there is some bright news here. Apparently you have successfully completed No Nut November. Or almost November, so not over yet. Anyway, congratulations on that. Good luck with everything else. A lot more football left to come. And I will check out the podcast. So keep in touch. And remember, I'll be watching. All right, take care, you guys. So that's actually Chris Hansen. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is I don't really know this guy that well. Like, I don't know much about him, so... Oh, hit the Google machine. Yeah, Google, and it'll be interesting. The audio wasn't spectacular. I hope uh, hope you will just find the tweet. Trust us, it's funny, it's amusing, it's entertaining. And uh, Mangone, uh, did you hear what he said? He called you a chalk donkey. Yeah, I, I guess I said I, I I don't know what's going on, but I guess he hosted the TV out. show to catch a predator. Okay, but like, how how did you get this audio? Like, you know, we know I know a guy. Yeah, we yeah. we know people. The internet has resources. Yeah, right, not on my well, Craigslist. I don't know. I feel like this wasn't that good, but we'll see. Once I hear the audio, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't hear anything. But... It wasn't spectacular as far as the, you couldn't hear it very well. It didn't really pop, but. Uh... Like, do I have to tweet something to you? Like, with it? Like, what's the what's the what's the text I'm tweeting with? Or is it just the audio clip? Uh, we'll figure out a text, but let's move on. He also congratulated you uh, in advance on No Nut November, so um, you got he's gonna hold you to that. Just so you know, you got like 13 more days. So, um, um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so anyway, seamless segue. <laughs> Give me the, the overview, Mango, and as far as the slate, of course, uh, Tampa Bay and Atlanta have the highest total on the board by, well, like, what, three and a half points or so or something like that. Uh, the next, of course, Seattle at Philly, 48 and a half. Carolina, New Orleans in the Dome at 47. Uh, the primetime 4 o'clock game, as uh, Mango alluded to, is Dallas, New England at 46. Oakland and the Jets, and there's a couple terrible games, too, as far as the total, at least in that perspective, Denver and Buffalo. I think the lowest total we've seen the entire year uh, 37. It feels like the lowest. Yeah, it's it's the lowest. Mangum, what's your uh, what's your screenshot as far as a slate? I think the most important thing is, at least as a Monday night, there's like no value, right? Where are the value plays? Yeah, like I, I told you this, Dean. Like we can get the value plays on Friday when the injury report comes out. Like we don't have them. Like I don't know what to tell you. I mean, are we playing Brian Hill again? Uh, are, are we Ugh. doing that again? Especially against the Bucks? Like no, that's not going down. Um, yeah, there's some ugly games if you look at the schedule, right? Like I'll just start listing them. Like Denver, Buffalo. You want many guys in that game? Not really. You, you're down to play anyone from the Giants and Bears? Not really. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati? No. 
Miami Cleveland, like that's not the sexiest game in the world. Um, I mean, I guess maybe the Cleveland side is kind of interesting, but um, none of these games are really that great. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that sticks out is loading up on that Seattle offense, uh, especially like Russell Wilson, the receivers is going to be a great route to go. But uh, yeah, it's not the greatest slate, like Lions, Redskins, Raiders, Jets. Like there's just some really, really ugly games on this slate. Browns have a 27 total, so I'm intrigued. The tricky part with the Seattle guys is they're expensive as far as those receivers, and we live in the world of a salary cap, and as of right now, we don't have a ton of value. Uh, Grant, what's your screenshot as far as the slate? Uh, I mean, it's not great. There's not – we've had running back value almost every single week for, like, what, last month? And sure. so we don't have it this week, which I'm actually happy about because it's ruined me on a week-to-week basis. Um <laughs> Because I just keep eating it and keep losing because of it, but I think there is some value at some wide receiver spots here. Like I actually like it overall as a slate where you can get edges. May not be the easiest cash game slate, um, but I think there is a lot of good spots here. I I like it overall. I think one of the biggest spots where we can really target some guys is the Atlanta Tampa Bay. Like, are we buying into this Atlanta defense as being good? And even if we are, like Atlanta is going to put up a lot of yards. Like. They're a pass-first team, and they are going against the best run defense in the league. They put up massive amounts of yards all season long. One of the best – or one of the highest volume passing teams in NFL history so far this season. So, I, I mean, I'm all over Atlanta, and I think that some people are just going to automatically go, all right, I want a ton of Julio Jones. And I'm not sure that's necessarily the best possible spot. I like that Atlanta defense, by the way. They are kind of expensive, depending on where you're shopping. And, yeah, ever since they came back from the bye, back-to-back games in the Dome in New Orleans, they were just all over the place, just buzzing, like like seven sacks, something like that. They were crushing Bree, six sacks. Uh, Carolina, they crushed as well, too. Gave up a total of 12 points. And now they're going to face Jameis, who just loves giving the ball up to the other side. And uh, to be fair – I've, I've heard from someone at Roto Grinders that interceptions are all just noise. <laughs> well, I was I was just getting to that, and I was going to say, to be fair to Jameis, uh, a couple of those interceptions last week were not his fault. So, what about over the last every game for three years? <laughs> those I can't account for it necessarily. Uh, interceptions are just random. I'm told that that's true. Uh, is that person? Does that person have really uh, sexy hair that you're talking about? Nah, he kind of he kind of looks like the Clemson quarterback. Uh, well, well, then that's a yes. Touche. <laughs> Also, Winston was uh, limping last week, too. So, uh, a wounded Winston who's not particularly, you know, athletic back there as is. And it's weird, but that Atlanta defense looks pretty appealing. I, I don't know what they did in the off week. Who knows what they were up to. But uh, and Atlanta's known for their uh, gentlemen's clubs. I, I feel like they weren't doing it. I don't know. Who knows, who knows what they're up to, the men going? Atlanta, good defense? Man. I mean, they're known for good chicken wings at uh, gentlemen's clubs. Wait, specifically is the <laughs> – no, I've heard, like, some of the best wings my friends have ever had have been in Atlanta gentlemen's clubs. They were probably hammered, though. They were just in a good mood. So, like, when you're in a good mood, anything's tasty. No, they apparently have great wings. Like, I think that's where lemon pepper wings started. Mango, would you eat wings at a strip club, gentleman's club? <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'm definitely out on that. No, <laughs> hard, hard pass. You'll see me at the diner getting something else. No, I'm, I'm out on that one. <laughs> Well, you're, a team, you're on Team Fridays, right? Is it Fridays? Or oh, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, TJ Fridays, man. That, that's the spot, man. Atlanta's defense, are they good? 
is Atlanta's defense good? That is the question. Um, yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's just magically like the greatest defense of all time or anything. But, um, yeah, I think one thing that they can do and they're good at is getting at the quarterback. I think that defensive line can cause problems. I think that's where the strength is. So if the offensive line can neutralize that, then, you know, there'll be success there on passing against that defense. But uh, that defensive line, I think they're going to cause Jameis a little bit of fits there. So, uh, like I said, I think this game is one of the better games too. We're starting to get to that time of year where the weather's starting to matter a ton and this is in a dome right in atlanta fast track higher total so uh definitely a game that you're gonna want to kind of load up on a little bit but i obviously think winston and ryan are certainly good plays this week uh my favorite quarterback is probably russell wilson uh yeah. i get it he's expensive but philadelphia's a pat uh a pass level i mean it, it's just they they struggle against it a ton uh, obviously you know they've gotten better since they've got a little bit of healthier but um listen russell wilson is the guy that'll uh you know make you look like a fool. So uh, I expect Russell Wilson to make the Eagles look like a fool. And uh, I think he's going to be obviously the top uh, quarterback of the week. Uh, we don't talk defenses very much, but uh, Atlanta defense on Yahoo, the sponsor, 11 bucks. I'm in. 11 yeah. bucks? Yeah, they were yeah. 10 bucks last week. Yeah, I – I think people are going to be all over that uh, Atlanta defense as like the chalkier defense, like surprise, like two weeks ago, no one wanted to touch them. Even last week, they didn't really want to touch them, but uh, yeah, they're going to be a chalky defense for sure this week. Well, it's going to be like you make a decision, right? Because some people are going to be playing the Tampa side as well. Uh, but let me ask you this. Speaking of chalk, uh, chalk donkeys, uh, Carol, the coach there for Seattle, and we had this whole conversation, Grant, a couple weeks ago. It was like, well, what is he going to do? Is he smart enough to realize that like you shouldn't run the ball against Tampa? You should pass the ball against Tampa. And Wilson ended up passing the ball 43 times, but that was because they were behind, like, severely in the second half. So is there a lesson learned here, or does Carroll say, I'm just going to run the ball against Philly until we are down, then we're going to unleash Wilson, or we pass the ball from the get-go when you should be doing that against Philadelphia? Well, I mean, they do have the best wide receiver of all time on their team now um, in Josh Gordon. Oh. No, he's, he's the second-best tight end on this team, probably the most athletic one. Um, but – like, it's an interesting thing because any given week, it doesn't matter if it's a pass funnel, a run funnel, Seattle's going to do largely the same thing. The interesting thing is they did start off as three-point dogs. The spread's down to one, I believe, and I think that Seattle will be favored soon enough here, um, which is interesting. This happened like three times, I think, in, to Seattle in the last four games where they've been opened as a decent underdog. They were an underdog versus Cleveland, and the line moved all the way from – plus two to minus two. Um, so I think going off the Vegas line is not really the greatest idea in the world right now uh, for this game. But, like, Wilson has the potential for a massive game here. We don't know exactly how this offense is going to go with Josh Gordon in there. Like, we don't have a big sample size. He should be more entrenched after the bye week. And he should be able to be more involved. And so now Russell Wilson has a very legitimate uh, wide receiving core. And, like, is he the best option on the slate? Yes, because the slate is not very great for quarterbacks. I mean, we don't have Lamar Jackson on it. We don't have Mahomes on it. We don't have a lot of guys that are generally up there at the top that can get rushing yards. And so you look at the top running backs outside or uh, quarterbacks and outside Josh Allen, none of them really have legs. Uh, So it's Wilson up there at the top that has the dual threat upside. And then it's Matt Ryan just going up against complete funnel uh, defense. And so – Honestly, for quarterback, I don't really have any massive leanings outside of Wilson, and that's not a safe thing. If he's going to come in as massive chalk, massive chalk, then I think you can probably go against him. But last time I thought that was against Tampa Bay, and he was not chalky, and he did absolutely crush. 
So Russell Wilson is still probably the top option. I still need to wait on ownership of the rest of Seattle players to see if I play him. But outside of him, Ryan is probably my second favorite option. Surprise, surprise, he's the second highest price guy. But we get a little interesting once we get below 6K. Like the rest of the 6K guys just don't really intrigue me. Baker Mayfield going up against Miami. They are a 10-point favorite, and it's either going to be a Baker game or it's going to be a Chubb game. And Miami's actually kept games a lot closer and actually won recently with teams. So I think that while everyone's going to go immediately to Chubb, that Baker may be the better play, which is disgusting to play. They are playing at home. He's been better at home. Like, everyone looks at their schedule throughout the entire season. Baker has been largely disappointing. They played against some tough opponents. They played on the road a lot. Now he's getting games at home. They're getting, like, he's a 10-point favorite here against this Miami team that won two out of the last three weeks. Then we get into the lower range. We have Wentz, if we can expect this game to be a shootout, going up against Seattle is not a bad option. we got Driscoll, who actually looked pretty decent last week. If Stafford's still out, which I think he is. Um, and he's only a, he's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, so this game might be closer. Rudolph, not really a great fantasy quarterback, but he is going up against Cincinnati, who has the worst pass defense in the league. And then Nick Foles. Not an easy matchup going against Tennessee. People probably watched the game last week and didn't think too much of him, but still a guy that can put up big outings even against the Tennessee team. So quarterback's not really a cut and dry pay up at the top like it has been in recent weeks. It, it's, it's got some interesting parts here, and I think if you're not paying up for Russ or if Russ is going to be chalky, paying in the 5K range is probably the better choice. There, there's no chance I play Rudolph, especially if Juju's not playing. I just, I'm just i crossing him off the list. Juju's like currently – Highly questionable this week. Uh, who knows what's, what's going on in their backfield. I know the matchup's good, too. But, Grant, I'm going to get you excited. Uh, Yahoo specific. Your boy, Josh Allen. I know the matchup's not great. I know it's like the lowest total on the board. But he's got legs, and he's 24 bucks. Oh, gosh, that is, that is a juicy, juicy price tag. I, I like that quite a bit. I will play a lot of Josh Allen over there. Uh, do we think Chase Daniels is starting quarterback this week? Do we care? Mango? I, I think, I think, didn't they already say Trubisky's probably not playing next week? Like, why yeah. would he? I mean, well, he's dealing with a hip. Who knows if, like, that's oh, actually yeah. what the case was. I, I actually think it was probably. I don't think they benched him, and that's why. Like, I'm, I don't think they're going to lie about that. But, um, yeah, like, so, like, I'm not saying I want to play Chase Daniel, right? But um, Chase Daniel is, like, sort of kind of um, in play because it's the Giants, and the Giants secondary is absolutely, and I mean absolutely terrible. So um, I think, like, as a cheap option, you can consider him. All the guys you mentioned I think are fine. Uh, another guy next to Baker that's sort of kind of interesting is Sam Darnold, and we're not big fans of the Raiders secondary so I think you can kind of get behind them a little bit there uh they're at home and on top of that like it seems like they're kind of playing for Adam Gase it sounds like the team is actually like rallying around him a little bit and actually believing in Adam Gase so uh there you go they seem like there's a vote of confidence there in it but uh, I'd rather just pay up for Russell Wilson I think that's going to be the move that you want to kind of take uh but there are some cheap guys I think you have to like, consider at least a little bit yeah, but that's the – I want to get Wilson too, Mangone, but I just don't know if I can afford him is the problem. And maybe like maybe these things kind of solve themselves as the week progresses. And, of course, as of right now, like in my quote-unquote optimal build, I just don't know if I would get that because, well, Mangone, we're going to talk about some running backs, and we like the guys at the top, and the mid-tier kind of stinks. But let's just play in the – you know, let's go into imagination land. Let's assume we have all the money in the world. Well, CMC is at the top once again, of course. Uh, not the greatest matchup necessarily, but it's CMC. Who cares? And then you have Kamara and Chubb in both and not matchups. You know, Kamara at home versus Carolina, Chubb at home versus Miami. That feels like, you know, two tutties uh, and 100 on layaway. And then you have Barkley. Who knows? He's super cheap. 
Elliott in a bad matchup against New England. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking here as far as the top running backs? Yeah, I mean, of course, like CMC, right? It seems easy. Plug in CMC, plug in Michael Thomas, right? You get the game stack, too, of the two best players. <laughs> like, but now I'm out of money. Like, uh, so, yeah. I, but I think it's a, a, something you definitely have to consider in cash games. Like, if you're not considering it, um, I think you're doing something wrong. You definitely have to look at it. Um, I'm not as big into Camara. I get it. I understand. Um, he's better on DraftKings, more of a PPR site. Um, but I just worry like they're not like, you know, giving him like that full workload. I mean, he did get 23 touches last week, but there are times where they kind of back off him a little bit. So, um, I don't know. I'm not as in on him. I think the Chubb thing, I, I totally get and understand. He's probably going to smash here in this spot. Uh, the one worry you can have, and I'm not worried in Kareem Hunt like taking his carries away, but I do worry about some of the touchdown equity getting taken away from Nick Chubb. Um, but I think he's a phenomenal play. Uh, all three of those guys at the top, they're the best plays. Um, Barkley, I'm not as in on him. I worry about him. And I think we should have actually like worried about this a little bit more. Um, you know, Coming off that injury, I think that was something that we should have uh, taken into account. Like, I know he's a generational running back, and um, I don't know, maybe he's not able to just you know play at that ability right away. We should have kind of realized that. I think that caused uh, some issues there. I mean, Zeke, not going to touch him. Jacob's not going to do that against the uh, Jets' run defense. It's pretty good. So um, it seems like it's more of you know pay up for one of the top three or try and find some value down low. Grant? I mean, yeah, I love the top three. I have zero qualms with the top three. McCaffrey is McCaffrey. Kamara going up against the worst run defense in the league in terms of DVOA right now. Chubb going up against a team where they're a 10-point favorite. And when Chubb actually gets fed, he crushes. Uh, Mango, you didn't like Barkley against Chicago? Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm just worried about that injury, man. Like, I think he could actually be hurt, but I don't know. I mean, he just got a week off. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, And like I said, I don't want to, like, be – I don't want to be, like, uh, you know, just taking, like, the last performance and making me, like, overthink it and stuff. Like I said, I think he's fine, like, but I prefer – But when you run the ball 13 times for one carry, I don't – I know he's a generational talent, but that's a generational stat line. I mean, but they were getting to him every single time behind the line of scrimmage. That's, I, that was not his fault. And now he's going up against the Bears. He's a guy that gets a high volume of targets. Like, he's he's missed, what, four games? Obviously, ownership matters, right, Grant? Like, if ownership is going to be, like, 5%, of course, in GBBs, you have to consider it, right? But, I, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I wish he got more of a discount, like, 7 9 I wish he was a, a little bit cheaper. <laughs> but then – because then I think it would be more of a conversation. Uh, I think, like, Chubb and Kamara – are just better plays and it's the 300 and 200 dollars i don't think is enough for me to want to lean that way he's never been this cheap before but the thing is mango this is the thing that a lot of people don't think about and i thought of this on my own a couple weeks ago when you're rostering a running back you're not just rostering the running back you're also rostering their offensive line i've never that heard that before do you, that you come you up with that yeah i mean I, I had this epiphany like three o'clock in the morning it just kind of hit me and i'm like wow i'm gonna tweet that out and then i forgot i couldn't find my phone mango is this something you've considered before i hate you <laughs> But Barkley's going up against a team like tell, I can't. Dean, tell that tell that to the people who keep playing Joe Mixon every week, okay? Please ask that. Dude, Mixon smashed the other day in like forty carries when they lost like forty. It was amazing. They just kept yeah. beating him. Yeah, Mixon. So Mixon the Bears got, are giving up. Mixon, Mixon got his first touchdown because it was the family and friends game, Dean. Okay, that's the reason why. <laughs> the Bears are giving up the most targets to opposing running backs in the entire league. Like I don't care what how bad of a matchup, what their implied total is, how bad their offensive line is. Like, he's going to get dump-offs all game long. 
No, like you're right is. for that. You're bringing up good points. Like, I, I get it. Trust me. Um, it, it's tough. Maybe maybe as, like, the week goes on, I might change that tune. But uh, And especially on, like, a site like DK, right? Um, the problem with Nick Chubb on DraftKings is, like, he's like Marlon Mack. Like, we don't get PPR points from him. So, like, um, you know, that, that's kind of one of the problems. I mean, that's that's why, like, Kamara, you can maybe get more behind over Chubb on a site like DraftKings is because of that. And, like, a site like FanDuel or, or Yahoo, you want to be more on Chubb because, again, like, PPR is not as valuable. Yeah, but, I mean, also, like, we go a little bit further down. Leonard Fournette's going up against the Titans, who have allowed the fourth most targets to opposing running backs. He just got seven last week. He has the highest uh, target share of any running back outside of Le'Veon Bell and Christian McCaffrey, I believe. Like, he's heavily entrenched in this offense, in the passing game, in the running game. It's not an easy run matchup, which will get people off of him. But he's still going to get – he's still a guy that's going to get a ton of carries and probably ends up with seven, eight receptions here. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm curious, Grant. Are you the guy that, this week that's going to sell me that this is the week Leonard Fournette scores a touchdown? Like, this is it, right? Like, this is the week now? Are you, the, are you that guy? I mean, he's got Nick Foles in the offense. He's got a, a big D sitting behind the offensive line, so – I mean, that could potentially help. I'm not good. I don't know all the stats behind that. You know, when you roster a running back, you're also rostering their quarterback and his appendage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, this is biology. <laughs> this is biology, man. Going, you wouldn't understand. But for now, like, I don't, he's going to get, if he gets 10 catches, if you're unaware, Trav, that's 10 points. Just, no. just math. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm aware. Uh, just so you know, you got seven catches last week, and he was pretty awful. Um, I'm not saying it's like, I'm not saying he's a bad play. He's fine, but there, I'm not jumping out of my seat for Leonard Fournette this week. That's all. At least yeah. uh, on, on a site like uh, DK right now, I'm not going. Who are you jumping on your seat for? Because yeah, find me some savings. I, I, that's the thing. I'm not. There's not a lot to like. It, it's rough. Like in you don't need a seat tail. You're not jumping anywhere. In that range, if you're if you're talking about like. Would you rather have Jacobs, Fournette, Samuels, and Henry and Carson? Like, yeah, give me Fournette in that range, sure. But it's not like I love that range. It's not great. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of working my way down here, Grant, and it's just gross. And I, I hate to have, like, no take, but, like, nothing really says, well, that's a good value. That's a good price. Everything's either market price or, like, hurricane price, as far as I can tell. I think that Kareem Hunt's an interesting option if you decide not to play Chubb. If this is more of a passing game, like if Miami keeps it close, which is not even remotely out of the realm of possibilities, Miami can get up by two touchdowns early on. They've done it before against multiple teams recently. They are playing better. Like, this is football. Anything can happen. I'm guessing the 10.5-point spread will probably actually drop a little bit. Um, But there's a lot of different ways this game goes, in which case Kareem Hunt ends up with a big game at 5,600. Like they they've been be, playing it together for what it's worth, Grant. I'm yeah, I know they've been. They've put them out into the slot. Like, but if they're up by a decent amount, they're probably not going to go with Kareem Hunt much. It's probably going to be Chubb mostly in the offense because they're keeping him in there for passing game work to get him involved that way a lot. So if the game's out of hand, he probably gets less of a snap count. He's probably in there very little and doesn't get a whole lot of work in the passing game later on in the game. So. If this game stays close or if Miami is ahead, then there's a lot of different game stacks, in which case you can take Baker Mayfield as one of the cheaper quarterbacks. You can take Kareem Hunt instead of Chubb, which everyone's going to be on Chubb because everyone assumes that this game's going to be a blowout, which is not the case with how Miami's played recently. It's not guaranteed to be a blowout. Who do you run it back with on the other side? Parker, Hearns, anyone. You're looking for value on this slate, and you have value at – 
Miami wide receivers, Hearns, uh, I can't remember, Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker, like all could potentially be getting a lot of targets thrown their way and they can put up points. Like even Gasecki is not the worst idea in the world. So Kareem Hunt and like game scripting that out is an interesting way to do it. I know I'm on Miami most weeks and occasionally it pays off, occasionally it doesn't. But I'm just saying that like if we're looking for value, if we want to play CMC and Kamara in the lineup, then throwing Kareem Hunt in that lineup too, running back with some Miami guys, throwing Baker in there is a way that we can pay up for these top tier running backs. I actually agree with you as far as Hearns. Like he's, you know, they, they paid him. They like Hearns for some reason. They paid him for a couple of years. Uh, recently, uh, two weeks ago, he had 89% of the snaps. Last week, he had 87% of the snaps. Uh, and he's, his price, he's the one guy, like, he hasn't moved. He's 3.3K on DK. Um, you know, six targets before catches for 53 yards. It's not spectacular, but, you know, he, he's, he's probably going to see, like, four, five, six, maybe seven targets. And I don't know, Van Gogh, and again, I live in the world of the salary cap, and he's somebody that I'm looking at right now that I maybe hold my nose when I click that button. Again, not a rousing endorsement. But it's just like, hey, you're cheap and you make everything else work, so maybe I'll play. Oh, Alan Hearns? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, we jumped from running back to Alan Hearns, like, really fast. That, that was, <laughs> what, that was where I got – What just happened? And that was where I was confused. I was like, you know, normally we start talking about, like, Michael Thomas, all these other guys. So we just teleported to him. But I get it because we're talking about value, right? Yeah. Um, and there's not a lot. Um, like, I was kind of looking at some running back value and seeing, like, hey, like, what do we have here? What do you have for me? Sell me. I got one for you. Are you ready? Please tell me it's not the person I think. It's not Brian saying. Hill, is it? <clears throat> no, it's, it's not. Blage? It's not Brian Hill, but there's this defense in the league, right? There's one defense that is really, really bad. Um, they're, they're not good against the run. They struggle against the run. And uh, the, it's the Washington Redskins with Geis Geis Baby, man. He got 13.9 last week, Dean. Well, he also like, yeah. got a, a nonsense touchdown in the last second of the game, if you want to count fantasy. I know they all count, but – Yeah, you no, know. you're right. But, I mean, hey, listen, you're, you're trying to give me something. like He's right. Me- they're committed to the run. They – like, they are going to run the ball for some reason. They want to do that every single game probably in order to just entirely suck. But, but, but here's is. the thing. Here's the thing. A report came out last week. A report came out, and they said, we know that we can't run the ball in the Jets because the Jets are not good at that. So we are going to pass more with Dwayne Haskins. Haskins went out there and threw 35 times. Also, that happened because they were losing as well. But um, they're going to try and like they're going to try and establish a run again. You know how coaches are, right, when they – do something that's against the grain that they don't want to do, and then they lose. So, like, oh, man, we're never doing that again. Like, this man Callahan is going to establish the run, man. Uh, Geis is going to get some carries. So, again, I'm not saying Geis is, like, you know, the greatest value of all time, but uh, this is the player pool you've given me, Dean, and I don't got much else to, to talk <laughs> about. Having, uh, don't blame this. Don't put this on me. This is the NFL schedule. The schedule makers you love so much that are a team with red zone. You don't mean that. I never said I love them, Dean, but you're asking for the logic of why they're doing that. If Dallas Cowboys and Patriots are on at 425, (laughs) they're not going to give us five games. They're just not. You're lucky you got four. You're lucky. And by the way, uh, I I need some beat writers here because Geis played, and this is his first game back. He played 29% of the snaps. Adrian Peterson played 25%. Wendell Smallwood played 46%. And a person named Michael Burton played 19% of the snaps for running backs. We're watching this week, so – uh, I got to hear that, like, they're going to unleash guys. And, like, yeah, yeah. why that, would they? Because, like, that has to come not... through, too. And, I mean, maybe Adrian Peterson gets a uh, – gets. I don't know. Four, I don't know. That's not me. That's a grand play. So, a grand – I don't know. You're don't play, no, they're done with Adrian Peterson, I think. <laughs> like, maybe not. Who knows? I, I did see they some report. Be. I forget. It was, like, uh, they were going to, like, mix in Peterson and guys. It was, like, the conversation. And two more guys. <laughs> uh, well, that, well, they're not going to keep Peterson in if they're down a ton. 
Like, yeah. surprise guys didn't get more work, but bringing in Smallwood and Burton as guys that can catch the ball, it, it makes sense. I just I just did a quick uh, Twitter search, and one guy said Callahan grinned at the possibility of the Redskins employing both Geis and Peterson in the backfield at the same time. Oh, said wow. it would provide the defense with a unique wrinkle. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is- That's like Kareem Hunt and Chubb base. That's their answer to it, essentially, right? Yeah. Um, listen, this is the point of the podcast where we move the wide receiver. They're going to run the wing team well, in Washington. Let me, let me mention two other guys. Ronald Jones is still cheap. And maybe this Atlanta defense isn't as good as they have been in the last few weeks. He's 4,800. And Belage. Belage, Belage. I hate it, but this is not a week like last week. This is a week where we are starved for value. He's getting passing game work, which is ridiculous. Laird did get some passing game work. He did get some work, but that was at the end of the game when they were down. And I think that Fitzpatrick, I think, threw him four straight times, so I'm not entirely buying into that. Um so, like, Belage, it's gross. I expect this line, this game to be closer than it is, but he's a guy that potentially could be in for a serviceable game. Honestly. Is there any chance Scarborough is a thing? I don't know. Oh, Scarborough. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it, but um, I – He's he, fresh. Yeah, I mean, he's fresh. It's not like they have – like, they, they've shown that they hate Ty Johnson, I think. They've shown that they hate pretty much everyone. They're not giving McKissick a big workload. I think this is the point in the podcast where we pray we get something on Friday. Like, throughout the week, we pray we get something. Like I, always I would we, rather we not get something. something. On Friday. Every single time we get something, it ruins me. So, I would rather have Chalk not to play. Yeah, it's funny. We're saying last week was so ch- like all the, all the cheap chalk plays. They all stunk. The cheap yeah. chalk plays, and I played all of them. Which is, <laughs> I mean, I still won money somehow. But like in GBPs, I'm like, I'm gonna play these chalk guys, and I just got destroyed. Oh, yeah. By yeah. the way, uh, if you're asking why the Falcons defense changed, I just Scott Barrett just sent a tweet out, and uh, the first ten games was Dan Quinn calling the plays, and since that, it's been uh, Dan Quinn surrendering the play calls. He's crushed. So uh, yeah, that I think sense. that's that. There's a reason behind it too, right? There's a different play caller back. Then. Wide receivers, uh, Michael Thomas, can't guard Mike against Carolina, obviously. Uh, Mount St. Julio, is he going to finally erupt this week versus Tampa, you would think? Like, he, I guess he erupted kind of to some degree, like, what, week two or week three or something like that. He's another guy that he just can't find the box. I feel like he hasn't scored a touchdown in, like, I don't know, two months or something like that. It's been a while. Well, it's better than the other year when he only had two all year. Well, you know, <laughs> he gets them in bunches, I suppose. It's uh, normally against Tampa Bay, too. Um, well, actually, yeah, I just remember this. Yeah, against Tampa Bay, I think that there was a two-year period where he had more against Tampa Bay than he had against all other teams combined. It's week twelve, but they haven't played yet. Interesting. Unless I'm missing it, I don't. Have they not played this year? I feel like they haven't. I don't think they have either. Uh, Lockett's really expensive, um, but like he's a great play in tournaments against Philadelphia. Can't see making it in cash games. Uh, the Edwins and God Godwin thing, I guess you know you're supposed to play one. Like one's a lock. Well, that didn't really work last week because they had to get Cameron Brait like 97 touches. So now you got to play one of Cameron Brait, <laughs> Mike Evans, or Julio, or uh, no. Now you're chasing the, the Cameron Brait 14 targets? That's a that's a wild one that, like, I don't really have a hot take on it outside of the fact that I'll take the under on 14. I mean, but, uh, apparently Bruce Arians does love throwing to his tight ends, just as long as they're not O.J. Howard or anyone else in his history. And, like, Beckham is another guy. Like, he's supposedly due to, you know, quote-unquote due. Uh, like, he's another guy. He hasn't done anything since week two. 
he's another guy who hasn't scored a touchdown since week two. He's a, he's a buy low air yards model guy, like with along with Mike Williams. But uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> so what does that mean? Does that mean we like the we like Beckham this week there, Mango? I mean, it depends where you get the price, like Yahoo pricing. Yeah, I think it's really intriguing and enticing. Seven uh, K on DraftKings, not as in love with it. Uh, I think the Yahoo pricing is a little better over there. But um, talking about Grant stat with Julio Jones, and I think a good question last week. One of my questions was Michael Thomas or Julio Jones. Obviously, it was a two v two, right? It wasn't just straight up because it'd be Michael Thomas. But uh, I ended up siding with Julio Jones, and the combo was like a one point difference, uh, the two v two. But um, Julio Jones is only one point three K. Uh, off of Michael Thomas. So like, that's going to be a, a debate to have. And listen, Julio Jones, the stats are really good. Uh, I pulled them up on, on stat news here in 14 games played. Uh, how many DraftKings points do you guys think Julio Jones averages against the Bucks? Wait, oh. you're talking about seven years ago against the Bucks that you're Wait, pulling up? Well, his entire career. I'm just you saying. You can't be serious. Okay, just, Dean, over the last four years, how many touchdowns per game is he averaging? This is bro, we know that secondary is terrible. You can't. You don't have to tell me, well, seven years ago. He just, I'm just, I'm just pulling the whole sample of data. I'm just up to Dean. Just answer the question. My goodness. How many DK? Uh, he's averaged uh, 31 DK points. 27. Yeah. Oh, you great. You are the winner. 26.07. So, no, he, uh, and, he, he went over. We both went over. We both lose. Price no, right. Dean, this isn't the price is right. No, you should have right said here. one. This is my show, Dean, and you lose. You are the loser here. So there you go. Guys, uh, this is my show. We took consequences yeah. as And Dean does lose. I'm right there with you. Thank you, Grant. So, yeah, 11 receiving touchdowns for Leo Jones, too. So, um, But like I said. This what is, did he do in 2013? Dean, it, but that's not the only thing, right? There's other things that are played that are play factor in it. There's no Austin Hooper, right? That's obviously good. The Bucks are one of the best funnels in the league. There's no Mohamed Sanu now, too. That's really important as well. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going in Julio's favor. Turf, no, you know, weather. Yeah, in the dome. Thank you. you. Now you're contributing good things to this podcast. Instead, you're trying to bring others down, Dean. You're Stop also investing in that offensive down. line, which I – go ahead. <laughs> The offensive line that is allowing Matt Ryan to put up – that allowed Matt Schaub to put up 460 yards. While being down by like 47 Thank points. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Grant. But anyways, uh, Julio Jones, really good play. I think at AK. He might be my favorite receiver actually in that entire range. So, uh, yeah, I like him. Tyler Lockett, apparently he is going to play. Pete Carroll says he says he's going to like see how the week goes. So, um, again, like check out it on Friday. But it sounds like they're going to try and do everything they can. If Tyler Lockett doesn't play though – uh, Grant, who would be the Seattle receiver that they newly acquired that's like one of the best receivers in the league? Who would that guy be? Um, I believe that he is Josh Gordon, um, which led the league in yards one year while only playing 14 games and is 4,200. And Booger McFarlane loves him, which like kind of scares me. <laughs> Rousing endorsements. Oh, man, yeah. Once Booger's on him, we got to back off because Booger was on Phillip Rivers. And what did Phillip Rivers do? Uh, game, losing interception. But he's been doing that all of his career. So, um, yeah. Uh, was there Josh- any Boogerisms tonight? Did you have any? Johnny Devontae right Adams tweeted out, games in this league are lost more than they are won. Booger McFarlane. And That's- based on math. <laughs> That's not true. So <laughs> even the players are mocking him? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Y'all, Stefan Diggs. Respond with, they may as well just let me commentate. By the way, Grant, uh, last week, uh, Josh Gordon, two weeks ago, I guess they were off on the 11th, uh, week 11, unless I'm missing something here as far as my data. Uh, Josh Gordon, his debut with Seattle, he only played in what, 0.37, that's 37%. Uh, of the snaps and he's probably blocking half the time anyway yeah and it's not like they've had a bye week since then to incorporate into the offense it's not like he got picked up three days before or a week 10 days before this game like he's had more time to get involved in the offense you mean yeah, but jo- listen, Josh yes, Gordon, Josh Go- if Lockett's out, Josh Gordon's going to be like a top value on the entire slate. He's going to be that type of play. Like that's You just said Lockett's going to play. 
I said, if he doesn't, there is a chance. Or if he is Thanks, greatly Lee, It's very insightful. Yes. The, really? You think Lockett's a... Dean, I don't know if you know this. This is the first podcast you listen to. It's not the last. Um, yeah, we'll know exactly. more. Exactly. And, and obviously, I, I threw... Do you not see me throw the alley-oop to Graham on Josh Gordon? It's like his guy. It's in Seattle. It was just me throwing an alley-oop to my buddy. Again, Dean, you're bringing people down on this podcast. I spotted Stop. it, though. I'm a tumble of that thing. Yeah, and you got called for goaltending, you jerk. So no. <laughs> yeah, it was in the rim. You put your like hand up through the net. <laughs> Give me yeah. an updated reference. I'd like to see you dunk, Dean. I would. I would. Um, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can arrange uh, that. But more, we should probably talk about more wide receivers. Uh, like DJ Chark with Foles, fourteen targets. I mean, it's not a great spot. But he's five point or six point four K. Has a great quarterback at the helm, and. Mm is a guy that likes to get the ball out quickly. Char could be in for a big game. Allen Robinson has a better quarterback going up against one of the worst <laughs> secondaries in the league. Uh, it's still not a great quarterback, but it's Allen Robinson, who's I think has the what, third highest target share of any wide receiver in any offense. Uh, we got McLaurin, who they're only a three-point dog, which is neato, although Haskins is terrible. Um, I already mentioned all the Miami wide receivers, but – like, Who's your favorite? You can't just say all the Miami receivers. I mean, I already said Alan Hearns, followed by Devontae Parker, followed by Albert Wilson. They're all in play. They can all put up – they all had six-plus targets last week. So, I'm not going to be surprised if they have a lot of them this week. Um, Gabriel had 14 targets last week, which knowing Taylor Gabriel will probably end up just doing nothing this week. Yeah, I can't. Um, I mean, just because it happened last week, I don't, I'm not certain that's going to happen this week as far as Gabriel. But yeah, that's, my, that's a lot of targets, but yeah. One of my, one of my favorite plays, Russell Gage. Um, I think he got a touchdown called back, if I remember correctly, this week. It's 3,900. Uh, it wasn't called back. It was he, he dropped it. So, uh, like, uh, yeah, that was it, – Whatever. It fell. Like, he, he dropped the ball. Like, it wasn't called back because of someone, you know, offsides on the opposite side of the field. Like, Russell Gage dropped it. So, let's uh, let's give him that credit. Didn't McLovin also lose a couple big plays? I feel like he lost a couple big plays. And yeah, he lost, like, a bomb from Haskins because uh, I, I think it was a hold, but, like, I, I can't remember exactly what the reason was. You were saying about Gage – um, Russell Gage is terrible, but uh, I don't know. He's thirty nine hundred against the Bucks. Great yeah. saying about Gage, but okay, I get you it. can pick up know. his thought if you want. No, he listen. Since there's no there's no value, like I will be. I know I will be considering Russell Gage. So sadly, that'll be a conversation I will be having. But uh, I hope I don't have to have that conversation. I think we have to. I mean, like as of right now, obviously we could just kind of chill and wait and see some news breaking up. But the well, we also like we talk about pass funnels. Oakland, who are they playing? The goddamn Jets. Yeah, that is correct. Was, was that rhetorical? I was waiting. There's an awkward pause there. <laughs> uh, well, we got Demarius Thomas sitting there at 3,800. Oh, no. We got Robbie Anderson at 4,800. We got, I can't remember, Jameson Crowder. I can't even find his price tag. It's 6,200. I'm probably not doing that. It's too high. That one's too high. That one's definitely too high. It's uh, too I'd rather go with. High. Yeah, um, but like, I think. The Jets wide receiver. We're looking for value on this slate, and how about the we can't is just that, is that, is lock in. Here? We can't just lock in Dean's favorite player, Hump Dog, um, at thirty nine hundred. Well, here, what about Didi? Is Didi actually like in play and in the conversation? Like even in the same range, like Hunter Renfro, uh, he's in play because the Jets they're a pass model too. Like Renfro, here's his game log uh, with the targets. Uh, targets four, seven, five, six, and then he's got. 18.8, 17.4, 8.2, and 11.6, and two touchdowns in that span. I mean, uh, is it a Hunter Renfro season? 
No, it's uh, never Hunter. It's, it was Hunter Renfro's season when he played for Clemson and he won a national title, but not since then or before that or after. Maybe in high school it was too. But I think it'll be Hunter Renfro's season during tax season because that's his next job. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe maybe you guys will bait me into some Hunter Renfro here just so I can see Dean take it now. Bait, bait you? We haven't said a single good thing about it. and you, You're the one baiting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I am, but I don't mind him. Like I said, there's not a lot of value here. Uh, is Danny Amendola, like he was a guy that was kind of interesting Interesting. Um, he had five, eight, five, eight, eleven targets in the last. We get five it, games. Trav. You can read. Hump <laughs> dog, Renfro, Amendola. Who's next? <laughs> Listen, Will you're Jeffers. you're asking for plays. We're just. I mean, we, we started with Russell Gage too. So don't 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 leave him out of this. Uh, he's pretty awful as well. So uh, th- listen, there's just not a lot of, lot to like here. That's the problem. Uh, and a lot of these six K guys, like. They're good players, right? Like uh, Ridley's good. You know, all these guys in the 6K range, DK Metcalf, they're all good players, but they just feel a tad overpriced. Yeah, that's that's kind of the problem. Sutton's a real talent, but I just hate this price against Buffalo. And, you know, he's an F quarterback. Like, he can't throw the ball to himself. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, guys. <laughs> uh, do we do we like anything in this Dallas New game or just going to, like, watch it? Or is it just warm just to watch the game or do you like actually, like, fancy players in it? I think I think Gallup's like at fifty nine hundred. We've seen him put up massive games. So, like, are they going to try and shut down Cooper? Are they going to try and shut down Zeke? I don't think they're going to try and shut down Gallup. And Gallup's seen ten targets three of the last seven games. Dak's putting up massive passing yard numbers. I know New yeah. England's a good defense, but Gallup at fifty nine hundred. I mean, realistically, any everyone in this range, you don't find more upside than Gallup. Like nobody, there's not many guys on the entire slate that have more upside than Gallup outside of the guys in the AK range. And is that a thing, Bobby? Do people just say that and it's just kind of lazy and we all kind of just agree and nod our heads as far as, well, you, you know, Belichick, he always locks down your best option. We always say that, but is that like, is that, has that been quantified? Is that true? I mean, I, I could run the numbers, but well, <laughs> I'm just going to – What does that you say? What did Belichick do against Julio Jones in 2013? I mean, does it always work? No. But is he that way he tries to do? Yes. I mean, you think someone before this would have probably said something about, like, no, you guys are dumb. No, he, he generally does that. And I like that he's like this great genius. It's like, you know, I have an idea. I'm going to stop their best player. It's revolutionary. Well, it's, uh, it's it's being able to scheme a defense in a way that is perfect for the matchup without sacrificing too much to other areas. Yeah, I mean, it also yeah, helps yeah, to have, like, the nut secondary. Like, everybody, all the secondary guys are just crushing as far as PFF rankings as well. So, Dean, I know you're, uh, you're like, a certified, like, tank GM. Would you like to grab a clipboard and, and coach up against Bill Belichick this Sunday? Is that something you'd like to try? No, I have no shots. All right, stop talking crap about Bill Belichick. I mean, Mike, Dean, I, I think right. you think too lowly of yourself. I think I you got a shot. I wasn't, think, I wasn't talking crap about Belichick. I was just – it's just weird the way people say, like, again, he's great. I'm, I'm not knocking him at all. Like, you're listening poorly. Listen better. Mangone, I don't know how was your interpretation. I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't seem that. It seems like you're trying to bring down Bill Belichick. Again, I'm not one of these like a, you know, keyboard warriors on Twitter. You know, <laughs> you know, oh, I could coach this team better than whatever, whatever. And like, you don't even know what like, you know, a go route is. Uh, anything else as far as receivers? Is it where they go? Yeah, sure. A nine route. Um, is that where they go nine? Yes. <laughs> they go straight. Just run straight. Uh, we don't like a lot of things. That's what I'm hearing. Do we like stuff? Uh, I mean, Ridley. 
going up against Sam Ridley and Gage, like everyone's going to go on Julio. Ridley is should keep crushing. Uh, Robinson, I already mentioned him, mentioned him. OBJ, like going up against Miami. Yeah. 7K, like I know he's destroyed our soul, but again, a lot of that has been bad matchups. He's still a great wide receiver. Mike Evans, like against Atlanta, if we're not sure about the defense, that's a little bit tough. I mean, outside, like we kind of mentioned all the guys I like are in the lower range, and then DJ Chark, Ridley, A Rob at the 6K range. And then it's all right, anyone else he's probably just paying over 7K for. I, I just want to point this out uh, sponsor Yahoo. Uh, I'm sure Mangone's going to play. Hunter Renfro is 18 bucks on Yahoo. Oh gosh, uh, Michael Gallup. Like Michael that? Gallup is 17. <laughs> Man, that's uh, terrible. That's an absurd. Just an insane. Uh, it's 20 dollars for, for for Edelman. Um, you know, it's 21 for Charles. I like Edelman's price over there. Yeah, I like that. I like that price. Edelman's too. a great price over there. Definitely need to consider him. I mean, he's 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 a phenomenal. Option. Hunter Renfro. At eight, what? Imagine playing Hunter Renfro at 18 dollars on Yahoo. I'm going to do it just to spite you in their yeah. quarter contest. Hate, do you hate money or, or the quarter? I hate my quarter. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw in the free roll. It's electronic money. You don't have to actually. It's not, Are we running a 150 uh, entry free roll? Because if so, I might just lock in Hunter Henry to spite you. Welcome to last week. That's not happening again. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I'm just looking at that price. and It's, it's hilarious to me. He's $18. That's insane. Is there anything else as far as receivers? Like, it, I mean, we kind of mucked through it. Mangone? Yeah, I mean, we didn't mention the Panthers receivers. Is Lattimore going to be out? Is that going to be intriguing? Do we trust Kyle Allen in that dome? Oh, can we trust Kyle Allen? It's just period. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't trust him on the moon. <laughs> can't trust him anywhere. I was so high on him at the beginning of the week, and then everyone else was. I'm like, all right, may- maybe, maybe I should do this. Still played a bunch of more in Samuel, which had, yeah. But I, I one thing I did well last week is I played either Driscoll or L Jacks pretty much like in like eighty or ninety percent of my lineups. So. It's always a pissing contest with you. Well, I'm saying because you know I, I had a poor week actually. Well, yeah. that's not actually true because Fandle yeah, I bought broke even. Nobody cares. Yeah, automatic. Where, where your screens green, Dean? Well, well, some screens were and some weren't. Uh, depend it depend on the site, I suppose. But uh, Mangone, this is DFS. This is daily fantasy sports. We don't care what ha- what happened last week or, or next week. We care about this week and this week only. So who cares what I did last week? Fair enough, man. <laughs> that was your opportunity to steal my line back at me, but you you didn't want to take it. I gave it to you. I handed it Let's off. Let's move on to tight end. That was an alley oop. <clears throat> yeah, Mango I, 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 I didn't want it. I grabbed it and passed it to Graham, trying to pad my assist stats. I want that triple double. <laughs> and Grant immediately turned it over. Uh, Grant, tight ends. What are we doing? What are we doing here? I mean, there's Waller against the pass funnel. It's actually been really good versus uh, tight ends. So that's interesting. Cooper's still out, right? I believe. Like I mean, three weeks, they said. Most likely. Yeah, yeah. more than likely, yeah. So, Kittle uh, might be back, for the record. He might be, maybe. Yeah, well, they said he might. He looked like he might be back at the beginning of last week, and then three days later, they're like, all right, nope, never mind. Um, why, why does that matter? He's not yeah, he's not on the slate. He's not on the slate, Dean. He's on the Yahoo. Who sponsors the podcast? I mentioned it three times already. You guys know who sponsors the podcast? Yeah, but he's going against the Green Bay Packers. And oh, now you're – wait a minute. You the goalposts. You just moved the goalposts, Mangone. You were wrong. Take your L. He is on the Yahoo slates. Yeah, know. you idiot, Mangone. But uh, Noah Fant got 10, <laughs> 10 targets last week. And no, yeah. I do not want to play him. Uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Bray got 14 targets last week. Yeah. I really don't want to play him. Yeah, I'd rather play him than Noah Fant, though. Um, 
Ryan Griffin, you excited about him? You want to play last week's stats? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just—he uh, didn't get nearly as much volume. Um, <laughs> but like, what about Graham for Atlanta? Tampa Bay is terrible versus the tight end. They give up huge amounts of targets to opposing tight ends. Is he going to be the main guy for the foreseeable future still? Like, yeah, I wanted to see like snap count can be deceiving as far as tight ends, and he had 52 percent of the snaps last week for what it's worth. Uh, Carry, no, Carry was in the Oakland side, but Luke Stocker also got some run too, and they ran some two tight end sets. But you know, who blocks and who runs routes? Uh, you know, th- those numbers can be deceiving because I want to see actually route r- routes run. For, for Graham, and I don't have that in front of me, unfortunately. Hey, look, this is the first podcast you listen to. The later one you listen to on the week, you get that, you get that uh, kind of data. But uh, at least this is worth looking into. Mangone, are you into Jaden Graham, the old within the world of a salary cap? Um, I mean, the only argument for him is like based on the way the week is going, at least for cash games for me, like, of course, I'd love to get Waller, but I don't know if I can afford Waller based on me, you know, needing to play guys at other positions. Like, I think a guy like Dallas Goddard, I think he's going to be really in play. Yeah. Uh, if they're going to be running a lot of two tight end sets at that price, again, I wish it was 3.2K, but um, still a 3.7, that's not bad at all. So I don't mind that. Um, but there's not a lot else to really like uh, for cheap tight ends. Like, I don't know. Uh, you got anything, Grant? Because, I mean, maybe maybe Foster. It's a hot potato, Mar- man. Nobody wants yeah, it. Foster Morano, he's terrible. I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to find that, like, 2.5K guy that could stick out out of nowhere. But uh, Goddard, like, uh, super cheap. We got Goddard. Yeah, uh, Goddard super cheap we don't have. Goddard is, like, a fantastic play. Brait, I don't actually think it, it really is chasing too much. Like, Brait has been a guy that has been a very good tight end in the past. They've given up entirely on Howard. Like, they're going to they're willing to incorporate him on in the passing game. This is going to be a high scoring game in all likelihood. Because even against good defenses, Tampa Bay will still put up massive points because they're going to drive down the field half the time and then Winston's going to throw a pick six the other half. <laughs> so like it's just the way there's they're in high scoring games all the time because Winston always turns over the ball, but they always put up massive yards. We saw it all last year, we've seen it all this year. Like it's going to happen even if up against potentially the greatest defense ever if the last two weeks hold true, but likely not likely somewhere in between outside of them. Like there's really no great tight end spots. Like yeah, I think, I at. think good tight end plays like stop at Bray and Goddard. Like that's where you're just like start getting super uncomfortable. Like the guys above, like uh, all in play, all interesting. Uh, you know, well, is probably the best. Uh, it's either him or Ertz. Cause you know, Seattle's definitely gets by the target too, but man, like, once you get below that, like it is getting really, really ugly. Great for what it's worth. Ran uh, was on the field for seventy five percent of the snaps, and Howard was in the field for twenty five percent of the snaps. So, uh, again, not really sure as far as routes run, but he ran at least fourteen routes because he had fourteen targets. Well, um, did he run fourteen routes, or did he just randomly turn around like seven times and the ball was in his hand? Well, that would be like a legal touching. Yeah. Well, depending on where. Well, actually, not necessarily because he's tight end. But uh, yeah, I thought he was an offensive lineman. A different rule. So I, I was going to bust out my <laughs> my officiating whistle for you. I almost will actually, but uh, never mind. I'll take the L on that one. Um, Grant, how about Hollister? Is he just too expensive for you? I don't want to pay that price tag. It's an all right matchup. It's it's not great. Like there's not like the teams I generally like to start like T.J. Hawkinson versus Washington, like. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. It should be a close game. It's not going to be terribly high-scoring. And Hawkinson has, like, ever since week one, I think I've been chasing him way, way too often. First impressions can be very deceiving. Yes, yes, they can, especially when they're against Arizona. Um, 
Is that is that a thing? Tight end, I've heard. Is that tight ends against Arizona? Is that something people talk about? Yeah, I'm. I've heard. I've heard of it. Um, but Arizona like, on bye week. Who's who's the tight end against Arizona this week? Is there anyone we can roster? I mean, we just play nobody. Is that and just take take the uh, free touchdown and move on? I think I think you just play a twenty five, two point five k guy, and just take your zero. <laughs> that's I heard. That's what we do without Arizona on the slate. Oh, um, CJ Uzoma got five targets last week. Oh no! <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm searching. I'm trying to find like Pittsburgh. We could play Eifert. Like, hey, let me. You mentioned Pittsburgh actually. Um, yeah, you don't really want any part of that offense. But if uh, what's his name Juju might be out, and yeah. we don't know the other the running back might be out. Um, I'm blanking for some reason. Connor might be out. Like, are we do we consider McDaniel? Uh, is that uh, a McDonald? Yeah, I, I mean, think we. He's three point five k on DK. How about that, that? Yeah, seven seven weeks of seven. I mean, three weeks of seven. Seven seven seven. Each. Yeah, seven. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, it's all you, Dean. So. Uh, yeah, 33 yards, 11 yards, and 30 yards. That's the guy. We, we just found our favorite play in the slate, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem is Cincinnati is decent versus the tight end. It's going to be a running game script. Like, I, I, I you can poke holes in everything on, on any of these tight ends. I'll give yeah, you two more gross tight ends. Except for Graham. Plays. I'll give you two more gross tight ends, Liza. The Dallas Cowboys are really bad against tight ends, so Ben Watson – uh, you know, he's got four, five, one, five targets. Like, ever since he's kind of been stated there, he's been okay. Um, so, there you go. Dallas is I, I'd rather roster, just for the record, I'd rather roster Randy Watson than Ben Watson, but continue. I mean, any interest in Dawson Knox, uh, you know, against Denver? I don't know. Knocks it off. <laughs> I am the one who knocks. I'm the one who fade knocks. Uh, we've mentioned too many terrible tight ends. I think we got to move on, right, boys? Yeah, man. This is, this is not Wait, I might – we're just saying names now. That's all we're doing. I, 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 got, I got nothing. This guy will be wearing a uniform. Potentially balls will be thrown his way. Specifically J.P. Holtz. Uh, you know, how about him? I don't – that's a person? Yeah. Okay. How much is he? Two five. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> He's got two passes the entire year, Mango. What are you doing? Guys, what about Ricky Seals-Jones? We're just naming terrible tight ends at We're this just, point. What's just – is this just a – Tight end podcast? What just happened? I mean, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> well, Ricky Seals Jones was a guy that we were playing occasionally, and we were? I, I I played him against Seattle. He got thirteen points there. Like, okay, let's listen, listen. This was fun. These t- naming terrible tight ends and <laughs> like how we're not playing any of them that we pretty much mentioned. But uh, let's let's move on. To I'd rather roster Andre Blatch to be perfectly. I don't know if he's available in the player pool. But I think he's going to get as many points as uh, half the guys you, you just ran off. Indeed, this is the part where you say, well, this is the nonsense portion of the podcast that we're at. I feel like the entire episode has been nonsense. We had a good 30 minutes or so. We we're just pumping out good stuff, I think. But uh, Listen, I, I do have a question. Like, uh, So next week's the Thanksgiving slate. Like, Are we going to be like a prime podcast? Are we going to have to like really uh, deliver all that Thanksgiving stuff? And are we only going to talk Thanksgiving? Like, What, what happens Ooh, with that? I don't know. I, I say, I, I'm going to counter your question with another question, Mango. And you ready for it? Sure. In two weeks, I'm going to be off. Uh, in two Mondays, I think it's two Mondays, I'm going to be at a certain D- – no, no, three Mondays, whatever it is, maybe three weeks down the road. I'm going to be at a certain DFSer's wedding. Uh, you guys, do you need a co-host? Do you need a third person? 
Yeah, I, 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 this is what I say we do. Let's leave it up to the people. Put their, put their, um, put in the comment section. I don't know if we have like a question this week, but you can yeah. put in the comment section the person you want and why you want them. Well, the problem is, here's my problem: is like they can't be too good because I don't want to get Wally pipped. Although I hate that reference because that's like 90 years old and we should update it. I don't want to get Drew Bledsoe's um, because if they're too good, then all of a sudden I'm gone, right? And some people might like that, <laughs> but my. You know, I'd rather, I don't want to get kicked off the podcast. I'm, like, I'm the only one here with tenure, so. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I feel like this is, this is Grant's podcast. Like, he has to make the decisions. But, like, I actually do have a question. Like, are we doing the thanks – like, are we just doing the Thanksgiving slate only? Like, the people got to know what they're, they're, they're tuning into. We'll figure know. it out next week. So. Yeah. Happy I Thanksgiving I, in I, advance. I guess I love the Thanksgiving slate more than you guys. I get so excited for that slate. So, uh, I guess. Really? You're excited to watch Mitch Trubisky or Chase Daniel? Oh, wait, no, it's not the Bears. Wait, is it the Bears? It's always, it's always, the, always the Lions. It's always the Lions and the Cowboys. It's, they're actually weird games this year. Uh, it's They're not like the usual suspects. I'm, I'm going to pull it up now. We hate uh, the slate so much, we've jumped ahead <laughs> to the next It's Bears-Lions, Bills-Cowboys, Saints-Falcons. Ooh, that's not – Bills – and I say it again, it's Bills, yeah, Bears, Bears, Cowboys, right? Bears, Bears, Lions, Bills, Cowboys, Saints, Falcons. Guys, this is the nonsense portion of the slate, and if you don't want to this, hear nonsense. This part, this part right here, specifically. <laughs> Completely not nonsense, the first, like, 55 minutes. Yeah. Um, are we playing our game? Yeah, let's play our game. Uh, Mango, you lost last week. You started off with a position. All right, man. Uh, listen, there's a position where it's ugly, and there's a guy that's really good at the position, and the rest is not the greatest. So uh, give me Russell Wilson. Oh, man. That's a – and I got second, I think, so. Oh. Uh, Dean, it's going to be nasty. This is not going to be – That's why I did fair. it. I picked that position because I knew I would have a good guy. I'm going to pick Michael Thomas. Oh. Oh, I like that move. You do? I just think I mean he's just he's he's not taking the quarterback yet. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that was a bad move. He, we think. know it's not. A no, bad I have move. to pick no. a new. I have to establish a new position. No, he decided he's going to establish. Oh, a new position, you dictated. I, like. I don't like that at all. Yeah, that's what I like, uh, Grant. You know, I like what he did there. <laughs> yeah, because who else do we like? No one. Ooh. Um. Now I got to pick a receiver and a quarterback. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Do we like anybody's price at receiver? I don't remember. Can we run the podcast? Hunter <laughs> Renf? No, I don't know. I'm not taking Hunter Renf. that one for me. Remember, if you take too long, then we skip over you. Yeah, I'm going to leave you Josh Gordon. Don't worry. You're fine. I already picked Thomas. Oh, well, man, go and take, can't take Renfro and Gordon. Um, so I think it's I think it's Mount St. Julio. I think we're taking Mount St. Julio. All right, who are you going with that QB? Yeah, I'm so, t- I'm so tilted you took him. By the way, I was hoping to get him. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say that was the obvious one versus Tampa Bay. I almost <laughs> yeah. went with him. And Mangone's like, "Oh, I'm excited. Michael Thomas is gone. Who do you think I'm gonna take if he takes Michael Thomas? Come on, Mangone. Uh, you, this is, listen, this you're is the chess, guy. not checkers. Dean, yeah, Dean. Dean, you're you're the dude who played. You're the dude who played uh, chess and took uh, Adam Humphreys one time. So, Dean, yeah. <laughs> Dean, take I was playing easy that week. I think, or guess who? What's that? Dean, take Drew Brees. I'll take Matt Ryan. So. We have the passing games of Atlanta and New Orleans covered. Oh wait, wait—is this collusion like live this on is, air? I mean, this is—I mean, now we're in a tag team match. Like, uh, <laughs> is my hand tied too while we're doing this? Like, I have a lot more videos to make for Mangone, so you should take Drew Brees. Dean. It's funny. Before you said that, I was thinking about Drew Brees for the block, and also, of course, he's at home versus Carolina. 
I'm debating between Breeze, if I'm, if I'm going to speak out loud, and just kind of do my thinking process. I was thinking Breeze or, or uh, Baker Mayfield, to be perfectly honest. Honestly, uh, Baker wouldn't be a bad one either, but Breeze is only one 700 of more. Yeah, I just wanted to save some salary, too. Um, I mean, you're already like, paying up for Julio. You might as well pay up for quarterback. Yeah, uh, but I, if you're actually playing Matt Ryan, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't like Matt Ryan, but he is facing Tampa, so. Well, you don't want to pair him with Julio. You're better off pairing Breeze with Julio. Yeah, I'm going to play it safe, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't like – We should. this isn't fair to Mangone, is it? Who cares? I literally yeah. tell you what to do every week. Well, no, I, I'm an adult. I make my own decisions. I know, but I tell Either you – I give you I give you input every week. Didn't you got four seconds? I don't need a lifeline. You got three seconds. Um, yeah, so I'm going to take uh, – <laughs> Dean, your time's up. I'm taking Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. So now who's up? Now it's Mangone, but you got you just got to pick at some point because who's who Mangone take for? Oh, well, yeah. Okay, Mangone, you can go. Uh, and I'll I take can it go whenever I want, man. So go for it, Mangone. Who you get taken? I'm thinking, man. I'm still thinking. You just said okay. you can go whenever you want. No, I meant like I can go. Like I, well, I'm the last guys. Pick, people so don't listen to this podcast to listen to you guys take ten minutes. This is like this is the good stuff. This is the juice right here. Man, this is terrible. Dean, you're up, Dean. What you guys are never prepared. Just say someone. <laughs> I see. Like, oh, listen, I'm in a two on one match, and you're pressuring me. Like, my goodness. Like, let me make sure this pick is right. Like, you know what I mean? Let me. They're all right, man. Go. They're all good picks. Um, Hunter Renfro, that's your boy, isn't it? Did I not miss something earlier? No, Dude, just me, pick your guy. I'm going Julian Edelman. Oh, I like that call. That's I don't. One. I do. PPR. Well, is that how this works? <laughs> Thank you, Hank, for clarifying the scoring system. So I will take a – give me Breeze in the dome. Yeah, but, you know, Taysom Hill's going to steal a couple touchdowns. That's going to be tilting. But, yeah, let's go. Let's lock in Drew Breeze. Yeah. All right, well, we got it, and Trav's going to have a nice video. Guys, don't forget to watch the video on Trav's, twi- Trav's Twitter, at Travis Mango. There you go. Yeah. By the way, Grant, Grant, just so you know, like, you, you like, tag team me here and stuff, man. Like, I'm uh, when it's your turn to lose, when you lose, man, it's going to be uh, – we're going to find something good. Well, yeah. He'll turn on you a second. He'll go, he'll go heel. Uh, you know, I, he'll I don't think I've been that mean to you, Trav. Well, I mean, well, you know, tag teaming me lately, man. Dean is bad. We have to help him. (sighs) Dean has lost what? Dean, you've lost. You've lost way more than we have. No, I don't need. I don't need your pity. Well, you you need some money considering you're dancing and jiggles. Well, well, that's you know. Sometimes you tweet things that aren't necessarily true. Um, yeah, and I feel like the audio wasn't very good. So the people are like, well, that wasn't interesting. But uh, the audio and the video visual, <clears throat> as far as Mango and Speed tomorrow, I think you'll all enjoy it. Feel free to check it out. Feel free to uh, retweet it. It'll, it'll be good times. The, the people are going to like it. I think the people are going to like it. And we've yet to like, write a headline, but we'll, we'll figure that out, Grant, as well. Uh, close strong, uh, Grant. What, what do we think of as far as this slate? Do we have like a, an early uh, stack, an uh, early indication, or it's just kind of like waiting for things to open up, basically? Baker and Kareem Hunt combined for 45 points. But you told me to take Breeze. You wanted a strong take. Breeze was a safer take. I didn't want safety. Mangone? It's safe for me. Um, You want a hot take? Give me something. Hunter Renfro, 20 DraftKings points. Stop it. That's a ridiculous take. What happened last time you said that, Dean? It was probably proven to be ridiculous. Javel McGee. Yeah. 
<laughs> you guys are taking credit for somebody else's call two weeks ago? No, I'm, I'm just saying I'm taking credit for you always being wrong. Always. All I, all I know is we, we got audio of it, Dean. If anything happens, we'll have to hit up the Rotor Grinders Twitter and tell them to uh, create the video of me saying, Hunter Renfro, over 20 fantasy points. You suck. That's the week, boys. Uh, hopefully we weren't uh, <clears throat> too much nonsense-oriented. But, uh, hey, again, this is the first podcast to listen to on DFS, not the last podcast. I'm not going to give you all the X's and O's. And, of course, we're only dealing with, like, half the information. Uh, we're going to step aside. We're going to get out of here. Good luck as far as week 12. He's Mangone. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. Holler. <laughs>